What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 82, back on the Thursday schedule. Hope you guys are having a good week so far. Uh, thank you to all you subscribers out there. That number's going up. Uh, congratulations to my resident homies, by the way. The channel has broken 100,000 views since we started that thing. That's pretty fucking cool. For an underground band to start an un- underground bands to do start underground podcasts to get to this point, it's uh, pretty uh, cool, dude. It feels awesome. So, And it, it, it has to do all with you guys who are listening to this and telling your friends to keep coming back and watch us, listen to us, wherever you can see us. Uh, you, that was a big, loud beeping noise did anybody else do that um yeah. I burped. Yeah, I that wasn't me <laughs> i burped sorry yeah, i've heard it yeah. <laughs> youtube instagram uh facebook all that shit well actually if you follow us on face facebook and instagram because that's where you guys will hear about the episodes first i don't really say that too much but we actually announce the episodes you know earlier in the week so you guys can get in there ask questions if you guys are looking forward to the episode and blah 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 other things are calidethpodcast.bigcartel.com if you want a t-shirt you can represent there it is and uh yeah dude what up resident homies and uh i know the professor's got a couple things he wants to say shout out uh people are supporting with the shirts so shout out uh i don't remember where we left off but i think uh Shout out Curtis Riley, David Cosgrove, Justin Medeiros, Bernadette Humphrey, Christopher Bragg, Derek McCubbin, and Brian Sirota. You guys are awesome. And shout out, I was at the Rivers of Nile show in LA last night, and I had a couple people come up and just be like, dude, I love the podcast. And just I've been listening since episode one. That's and killer, uh, so it's dude. always fucking rad. So always come up if, if I'm out at a show and, and say what's up. It's great to meet you guys. Hell yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's I gotta go super... back to. Are we down for like a live bagging again? Remember live bagging? That was like a <laughs> bagging. Are, are yeah. you down to like to do that again. if yeah. someone buys a shirt tonight? I will live bag. Yeah, uh, so if someone's gonna I want to hear that theme song again. I want to hear that theme song again. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Do that, that, right. yeah so somebody that. buy a shirt tonight during the episode again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I met a couple dudes too that like I was at the merchant, they like, like, wait, hey man, I've got death. And they're like, yeah, they're like high five or you know, fist bump me. It was sick, dude. Nice, dude. That's cool. I was at the San Diego show, it was so good. Yeah. yeah, that feels okay. good that you guys are, you know, now you guys are actually coming across the humans in person that that dig this shit. So that's yeah. awesome, guys. And Hopefully, Justin, who just commented, he showed up to my last last of Lucy show wearing his shirt that I chipped him. And that was fucking rad to see. Hell like, yeah, dude. I think the weirdest thing I've ever actually dealt with. It was uh, it was at the vets hall and I was just outside talking to some people and some guy was like hey your voice sounds familiar it was like it was during still like everyone was masking kind of so like like he couldn't see my face he's like your voice sounds really familiar Are you want to like do you do a podcast like a like a death metal podcast <laughs> like from the voice from like not oh, even seeing my face voice that was the weirdest <laughs> shit <laughs> well uh come out uh joel and i will be at uh suffo atheist next week at dna lounge you guys show up we'll accept your beers <laughs> i'll buy beers too <laughs> yeah no i'm just joking i'll right. buy people beers but yeah hit hit us up for the t-shirts hit us up at all those spots if you want to get info first and yeah we love you guys we're here again uh this week we have awesome dudes already i've talked to them for a couple more minutes a couple minutes before this uh we got josh tim and billy from let me pronounce that for, let me try it. don't tell me you got it 
Perox, peroximal butchering. Peroximal butchering. Yeah. Did I get butchering. it? Yeah, you were right. Yeah. Nice. Much. Yeah. I, I was I was going because I kept on wanting to say paradoxal, which no, is not a like, word. <laughs> well, it's like is it's like what your brain does. What's well, what your brain does? Your brain takes like the beginning of it, and it's also like, it's like paradoxal, paradox yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, I did the same thing. I was like, I was like, oh shit, I'm saying it completely wrong. I have to let's go through this slowly. <laughs> not, wait, 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 wait. How do you say it right? Say it, guys. Paroximal. Paroximal. No, I got it. Paroximal. No, it's paroxysmal, right? Paroxysmal. I I think Tim was trying to fuck with people when he came up with that name. (laughs) There's a a very simple reason. Huh? I said it's a tongue twister. Yeah. No, No, that was just my obsessive compulsive disorder and all that shit. When I was making a logo, I needed to be perfectly symmetrical. So there was 10 letters in paroxysmal and 10 letters in butchering. I was like, ah, beautiful. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Now nice. you have to define the word, though. Para- just means paroxysmal. sudden, violent, or uh, unexpected. Unexpected so butchering, dude. Par- paroxysmal. Yeah. 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 Paroxysmal. Okay, okay. Yeah, we get all kinds of shit. We up, just <laughs> we just roll with it, like. Fuck yeah. yeah. It was a stupid decision, but I, I'm I'm happy I made it. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, oh, yeah. when last Lucy played with you guys, Josh was like, all right, help me help me with the name. And I'm like, it's paroxysmal butchering. He's like, what? And I'm like, paroxysmal butchering. He's like, can you just say it? And I'm like, sure. So then he's like, shout out, shout out to the first band, shout out to the next band. And then he's like, and then and he like hands me the mic and I just say from <laughs> the drum set. I'm just like paroxysmal butchering. <laughs> you do, dude. Give it to the educated guy. <laughs> I mean I I have history with these guys, so I just it was familiar with oh, yeah. all yeah. What's like, the history? Let's hear that real quick. How do you guys know each other? uh actually the first time you guys met uh together was at casey's studio yeah visions right right so yeah like i had a music studio like you know uh back in 2017 i like had it for a a few years before covid and stuff and uh and so it was a rehearsal studio and music studio so like you you guys were practicing i don't even know if i knew before i heard you guys like like actually jamming that you guys were a death metal band coming in or something but i think like uh just i was like one day just like jamming or like doing something and i just heard all of a sudden there's like like this band like just shredding death metal like in the other room and i like came in and was like what's up like i think so (laughs) something like that right i can't remember josh when when i when uh i told josh and dalton and ty that you owned the place ty like almost shit himself and so (laughs) josh were playing decrepit birth and then you kind yeah. of peek your head in, like, "Hey, who's playing decrepit birth in here?" <laughs> oh, sick! Okay, oh, shit. yeah, I was, uh, I was jamming on, uh, I was jamming on a uh, prelude. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. I probably already told this story, but I have to because it's so similar. Like getting ready for that severed tour, we were, me and Mike were setting up, and we could hear another metal band in the building. And then I, we were, we're setting up, and I'm like, "That's a." That riff is a severed riff and then all then we realized they were playing some severed riff i think it was buried again or something and we went there and it was the dudes from viral it was steve from light the city and uh randy lopez dude but it's just so weird to be at a rehearsal studio hearing <laughs> another band playing your band's music yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that's fucking weird. So then you walk yeah. in on them and they're like, "What up, dude? What the fuck say, are you doing or they, here?" Or they just want to say what's up and they're just like, "I'm just gonna oh, that guy, uh, fucking Sir Xavier's here, dude. Let's fucking play a riff so they come in and hang out." <laughs> yeah, that's well, I knew Steve. I knew Steve before, yeah, so man. he definitely wouldn't. He, that's literally just what they would like warm up to is one of those severed songs. Oh, okay, fuck yeah, yeah. Well, cool um, guys. Uh, yeah, that's the start you... of our history together, and then uh, we jammed a couple times. Me, Josh, and then we've played shows together. You guys played the first show uh, that I did with To Violently Vomit. That was Los Angeles Extermination Fest, and uh, that was before you guys got Billy. And then we've played a show since, which I already mentioned. And Billy fucking kills it on drums. I'm super <laughs> stoked you guys found a sick drummer because I was thinking about trying it, but uh, you guys are a little further away than other bands for me, so it was going to be tricky to work out. So, yeah. Thanks for the kind words, buddy. Oh yeah, dude. Fucking not not too shabby yourself. <laughs> I I I very stoked to fucking jam alongside you, man, and uh, throw down. So, yeah, was that, yeah, that was a special treat the other week. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. That 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 show that you guys streamed is that what you're talking about the one that was yeah. Yep. Chula yeah. Vista, oh, Bay, yeah, right. Bay Bridge Brewing Company in Chula Vista. Hopefully they throw more shows because yeah, that was it. a sick spot. That, I liked that venue. It was small, and but it was nice. Like, And the owner was really awesome. Yep. That's yeah. what she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. No, the, the reason we liked it was the parking. God damn it. They could all be like that with the parking. They all, oh, there was man. Yeah. God, parking on tour, that's something that doesn't really get talked about much. Like going down to like playing shows in like philadelphia or even san francisco or, or new york i remember casey and i like first time going to new york we have like a trailer and we're going to like park in fucking Times square and we're like we're, we don't, we're like completely fish out of water and we're just like oh we have to like park in Times square one time um matt and i were trying to park in philadelphia and i think it took us about an probably an hour and 45 minutes to park something like that just circling we got stuck going up this like circular kind of tunnel thing that was like parking that was like one of these circular things we got stuck going up and trying to cut like back back out of it and the trailer started hitting the wall like and we we're like oh shit like we're stuck dude we almost like jammed the van in in this turn where we couldn't go forward or backward and let us we like wanted to fuck up the van or something or the trailer it's like Austin yeah. no. yeah. oh totally no i know some of those towns they just don't have it figured out it's just like yeah just show up play dude we're just downtown we're 1.9 million people are too. Just yeah, dude, we're in the heart of everything, dude. You got this, dude. If you have a if you have a Civic, you're gonna have a fucking problem parking. So just bring your van with a 60 foot trailer. It's gonna be fine, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Well, right on, dude. So should we get fucking moving into some timeline shit here? Um, so we usually when we have multiple guests, we usually just take it want the first person the oldest member of the band if if whoever started it if you guys are here but let's hear your uh background story dude how you got into uh music whichever one of you guys started this up you got it so yeah uh i started uh pb back in 2007 it was a solo project and so actually kinda... when i say take us back take us back before pb dude take us oh, back to be. like how you got into music basically like what made you want to start playing well i actually got into music pretty late like i mean well i mean a lot of people just they love music their entire lives i didn't get really into music until i was in my teens like mm. uh and uh i got a bass when i was 15 and metal was what i wanted to play and so 
But I mean, at that time, it was like fucking Mudvayne and American Head Charge and stuff that I wanted to play. American Head Charge. Yeah, I'll fucking I'll back both those bands, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got I got into Cannibal Corpse because I saw their I saw Vile at Sam Goody in the Hemet Mall, and I was like, this is the coolest fucking album art I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, uh, Which album was it? Vile. The oh the album oh, you're saying Cannibal Vile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay, yeah. sorry. I thought you meant the band Vile. Oh no, I didn't get into them till later. But later yeah. on, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that that fucking album. After that, I was like, I want to make death metal, and so I didn't have any like-minded musicians, and so I just started trying to write music myself, pretty much. So, like, so you're saying Mudvayne and American Air Charge? We like to hear like kind of like the buildup, dude. Don't be oh, don't right. be shy about what you grew up on, and, and you know, my mine was Motown and '50s and '60s music, so. For sure, then okay, then yeah. I mean, I got in. My uh, dad listened to metal music from when I was really young, like fucking Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera and that shit. So I grew up with metal, and nice. uh, yeah, so it was just it was like the music that I just figured everyone listened to. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like it was like my rock or my pop music, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that was really my first experience with it. And then i i never wanted to admit it but i loved the adult contemporary music my mom listened to like john cicada and shit like that stuff was awesome <laughs> but, nice. yeah but uh yeah and then my after you know metallica and pantera and that kind of shit hate breed was one of the first bands that i really got into where they were like really heavy music you know was that satisfaction the first record which album it was, was it it was uh i had heard under the knife and oh yeah 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 and that album was like holy shit and so i went and bought satisfaction as a death of desire and and then after a few months of listening to them uh perseverance came out mm-hmm. and yeah and so yeah for a while i was really into hardcore music but i mean it all it all, basically it was just a quest to find like, the heaviest music because for whatever reason when i do something i have to do it at the most extreme you know i have to take it as far as i can and so with music, it was like, hell yeah, death metal is where I want to be, you know? Yeah, Definitely. for sure. Um, real quick, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just going to say when we were zoomed on, you're moving your camera kind of a little much. It was giving me oh, a little so sorry. No, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. I was just going to give you the heads up now. Do it, do it more because yeah. uh, Anthony might vomit on, on the podcast. <laughs> it's kind of funny. No, dude, I'm not drinking right now. So, oh. Me, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joel fine. never likes it when I say that, dude. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> Hop water, dude. Nice. Hell yeah, that shit's good, dude. Um, it is. It's delicious. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So then, Tim, uh, how long did it uh, last before? So were there like some demos before? Was it Supreme Revulsion was the first yeah. release? Or what came? Okay. Yeah, basically, after a few years of just writing songs here and there, it was like, I'm going to put all the music that I have together and just call it an album, and then that'll be that. And so I, uh, I recorded Supreme Revulsion with Josh. He produced it, and I, uh, I played guitar and did vocals and bass, and then record or uh, program drums on it. And uh, after that came out, Josh and I started playing music together, and, and uh, his drummer Nacho from his band, we started jamming together. And so, uh, yeah, it was a good four or five years before we, I, before I actually started jamming with other people, and that was Josh and and Nacho. That was a uh, guitar and guitar and drums. So, Josh, do you want to take us back and do the origins of your music history? Yeah. Um, 
so I guess growing up, like my my parents are like my mom's into uh whatever, like mariachi and stuff like that. And uh my dad um huge into disco, but I was I never really was into that kind of stuff. Um we lived with my my uncle who would always like, you know, lift weights in his in his den and uh he'd always be bumping Metallica and like Sick. uh it's just like like cooler like heavier shit mm-hmm. and i was like probably four years old and five years old and i'm just like hanging out with them thinking it's so cool like, it's bobbing my head like right man this is so cool but uh, hanging out with my uncle you know he's just getting ripped getting all ripped. Like, oh, giant <laughs> yeah. human getting all aggressive yeah. and you're just like yeah dude this is what i want to do yeah so i don't i always looked up to him and uh later on like i don't know i didn't really pay much attention to music until I was like 12 years old. My, um, I was hanging out with a friend and he was like looking at my hands. He's like, dude, you got long fingers. You should um, pick up the guitar. I was like, really? You think so? And um, I started saving, like, I had this like janitor job and I saved for like two years and I bought my my first guitar when I was like 15 years old. Sick. And uh, yeah, back then I wanted to play new metal shit. Like I was super into chord and system of a down. I mean, I still mm-hmm. love those guys. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, uh, jamming on new metal shit. And I met um, Nacho, our, our old drummer in high school. And um, we started playing, like, I started getting to like black metal. Um, we started playing black metal together and we had like a black death metal band. But then um, when I was 18 years old, I, I saw. Uh, Disgorge and a uh, cattle decapitation play at the the Jumping Turtle. Nice, right there in San Marcos. And dude, that show like changed my life. I was like, dude, I want to play Brutal Death Metal now because I saw Diego up there just just ripping it up, and I was like, fuck, that guy's so badass. Like, I want to be that that fucking awesome on guitar. I'm trying to get there still, but, uh, like. 20 years later or whatever, but dude, I mixed yeah. those menus up down there. So the jumping turtle, is that the one that's like narrow and long, but in the stage is like kind of fa- it's facing the bar. Am I kind of, yeah, it's, I think no. you got the, I think you got the right idea. It was I, facing a bar. Kind I know of. we've played, we've played jumping turtle, but they're down there. There's, there's also Holy Gully. No, 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 no it's brick by one. brick. It's brick by brick and jumping brick turtle, by right? Brick. Brick by brick, uh, I remember. That. You're thinking San Diego, yeah. Holy Gully's like L.A. But yeah. Holy Gully. <laughs> oh yeah. Where's Jumping Turtle though? <laughs> that place. That's San Marcos. San Marcos. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, San Marcos. San that that was like near my parents' place. Mm, mm. It's like okay, in San so my shit's off. Not too far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I was just SoCal so on the one thing, because that's what happens. You do like four shows in SoCal. You're just like, I've been in SoCal for the last four days. <laughs> driving an hour here, driving an hour there. Getting the names of cities wrong. Man, I miss that. The place <laughs> yep. is all gone now, dude. That sucks. Yes, yeah, I know, man. There. I feel like Showcase. they're going to tear it down. Did they replace Showcase with something else? I don't remember Showcase. Probably Showcase like a building either. that would like survive. Oh, you're like talking about the show Corona. Corona. That's in Corona. <laughs> that place is back, oh, okay. isn't it? Is it? Oh, no, no. That's... There's a documentary on it too, by the way. Someone said to put it's a documentary out. Oh, I thought it came back. Yeah, that's wrong. I mean, that that building was definitely on its way out back in those days. It was a, uh, it was definitely like a withered old theater or something, right? Wasn't it? What showcase? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was. It was old, but I mean, it was decent size and good shows. Good oh yeah, sound. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a brick- venue like that in Escondido. That was just old as hell and beat to shit, but it was such an awesome venue. They finally closed it down like ten years ago, but it was the metaphor. Hmm. They've been there. Yeah. That place was badass. They had some amazing shows there. So sorry, Josh, I cut you off for all that right there. You're talking about Jumpy Turtle. Cattle Discord. Oh yeah. That show was legendary. People to this day still talk about that show. That's what's up, dude. Yeah. So I mean Discord from like that moment on was like my favorite band. And what year was that? Like 2005 or six. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the that parallels era. Yep. Yeah. Levi was on. Levi, was yeah. On. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, it was it was badass. Yeah. Um, so, so then, then you then, go home and you're like, let's hit the hit the books again. Let's figure this that, out. Yeah. So I started getting into more heavier and, and more technical shit. Um, then uh, fast forward 2011, I start recording recording Tim, and I like what he was doing. I was like, dude, uh, if you want to start like a full-on band, like I'll I'll join you with with my drummer, and um, we just started playing shows like every other weekend. That's a three yeah. piece. Yeah, <laughs> I was sick. What'd you guys call yeah. yourself? It's Parasite. Oh, Paris. oh. Yeah. so it's the first incarnation. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah. thought it was a band right before that. So uh, you guys were just the three piece then. Are you guys still just a three piece now? Right now, I mean. We're we're working with a new guitar player, mm-hmm. and we have a bass player, but he lives in Arizona, <laughs> mm. and we live in California, and so like yeah. we play we play shows with him occasionally, but it's not an every show thing. Yeah, if it could yeah. work out, then you guys make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you guys, that was the first. So you just how long? Okay, so you guys go and start playing shows. Did you guys th- whip up a bunch of songs quick, or did it take a while to put some songs together before you guys went out and started playing shows? We just played the Supreme Revulsion material, like the okay. the album that I put out. We just learned all those songs and play all those okay. live. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm getting all mixed up with the. We're weaving around the timeline, and it's fucking my head up. I'm sorry, dude. I remember you mentioning that release already. So that was just it. So that was just you at that time. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, now, I, now I got it all worked out, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, then a, a, a record label hit us up, and they're like, hey, we want to release um, this album, but we don't want MIDI drums. We want real drums. So then uh, Tim and I talked about it, and we're like, we'll just re-record everything. And um, I did the guitars on, on the second iteration of Supreme Revulsion. Yeah, then, um, yeah, so I learned all the songs, and... Nacho started learning the songs too. He never really like blast beated that that fast before, so it was a it was a challenge for like the first two years. But so they he would, really he got it. He jumped leaps and bounds as a drummer. It was so impressive watching him just every week doing something that he couldn't do the week before. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah super sure. cool. And for the shows that you guys were playing, like what kind of bands were you guys playing with? What was like the San Diego scene at that time? Well, that was the cool thing. We had, we were friends with the San Diego Pirate Punks. They were a, a group of bookers, and so our first show was in, with Insidious Decrepancy, and, and then our second show was with like Warbringer and another band. Like we always had, we were always playing in support of a bigger band, and so that was our good 
first maybe year of performing. And so I think that probably spoiled us a little because we thought like, oh man, every show is just going to be with a really, you know, awesome big band. Yeah. And then we started playing a lot of more local shows with a lot of the uh, local San Diego bands, which I'm trying to think like, uh, do you mind if I start like name dropping or is that? Yeah, yeah, go yeah. yeah there is a band called Suntorn. They're from, uh, they're from our area and they play, I, they haven't release stuff in a while but the last i heard from them they were kind of like a slamming deathcore kind of band but uh they were just heavy as shit and uh and then of course there's parasitic parasitic i was just about to say that was the band that oh, opened yeah. up for us at brick at uh, brick by brick oh god parasitic's fucking awesome and so, are they still going are they still going or is that still they're a thing? back they, they actually oh, that's they I heard yeah hiatus and then they came back and they were like playing shows again and it's yeah is it the same lineup? I remember the the singer we were really cool with the I forget his name, but the like gauged ears dude. I forget his name. They were all but, cool. Uh, I remember yeah, they're all, all super cool. cool. Yeah, for sure. One of the members uh, came out to the Chula Vista show that Paris oh, and T Law played, and he, we were we were talking. He's like, "Oh, I'm in Parasitic." I'm like, "Yeah, I've heard of you guys. I've heard you guys are coming back." And he was talking to me about it, but I don't remember what. What if he I'm played, not mistaken, but... I st- I have a parasitic sticker on my first toolbox that I ever got. That's badass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one of those bands I thought was gonna like you know be one of the top tier, like you know, like our meeting archaic and inherit one back in the day. Like I thought like, they were gonna be like on the touring circuit with us in the future, like because they were fucking killing it back like yeah in those you know San Diego days. I was like, holy shit, this man's legit, you know. And uh, I was so bummed to hear them breaking up. I'm so glad they came back, though. They were definitely like a force in that area. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually heard Parasitic when Billy and I were jamming in, in a previous band. And uh, I thought the same thing. Like, man, these guys are going to be fucking huge. And then I just stopped hearing about them because I think I was listening to them through MySpace. And then mm-hmm. one day there was just, it just was yep. like radiant silence, you know? And it was the same with that band. I think it was Devaricate, what is it? Oh yeah, yeah. They were another band. They were either from the desert, from San Diego. They were brutal as fuck, and then they just, I think, stopped playing. Hmm. Yeah, shit happens, dude. Life yeah. happens. <laughs> it's hard to keep hard. a band together, you know. And even if you can, it's life can still get in the way of that, you know. Totally. A really good documentary to watch is that. Um, you guys probably seen it, but that Anvil documentary. You ever watched that documentary on? Uh, this is Anvil. Yeah, there are bands that like literally. I mean, it was like I think that, I have I mean, watched it on your a lot of these bands. Yeah, a lot of these bands of that we're talking about have like you know, like jobs and families and stuff, and they stopped. Like, they kept going, they were like, fuck it, we're gonna keep getting. It's one of those bands that, uh, in the very beginning, it has like fucking Lemmy and Lars and everyone going, like, yeah, they were like at the top of their game, they were basically like everyone was like super in love with Anvil and then just. They just never quite, you know, got the cusp of like making. But they like from that documentary. That documentary won a bunch of awards and stuff. And then they're like going out and playing shows and like selling out shows. Now, finally, when they're like 50, 60 years old, but they like were right on the cusp of just being one of those bands. You know, like fuck, it's it's cool to see like a lot like those death metal bands from back in the day. Like, I mean, with death metal, usually they just stopped because they can't afford stuff. Right. like rent's expensive and stuff <laughs> and like and uh so like they're finally like fuck it i can't do it anymore but um it's cool seeing bands that like they go through that and you play with them back when they're and they're starting out and then they 
stop for a while and then they're like they haven't established whatever they got their job or whatever and they come back and they're like fuck it let's do it again you know what i mean i've seen actually a lot of those incarnations of bands where they're just like we miss doing this we we left it because of money but you know now we have kind of an established situation where we can do these kind of like shows again and start playing again so it's i'm starting to see that more and more as time goes on totally there's a lot of like first and second wave death metal bands coming back like dismember and autopsy i was gonna mention autopsy yeah carcass i'd I'd say carcass is like the best example it's like it's like maryland death fest like you see like you know the bands on there it's just like okay that band's been gone for 15 years like 20 years 12 years and they're just all playing one show and i'm like fuck yeah like an opportunity for them to get back together and start jamming again Demolich, awesome. Demolich is touring America, doing some slick shows. <laughs> Damn, it's gonna be sick. They like still have just like that one record and like the two songs after it from like '92 or whatever. But <laughs> I'm still down <laughs> as fuck to go see that shit. Thirty years later, I think. You know? Is this the last? Speaking of uh, Maryland Death Fest, this the, they're saying it's the last year, probably. Right? Yeah, it's the last one, probably. Yeah. And it's like, oh really? This Damn. it's this weekend. It's happening it's, right now. Yeah. yeah, right now it's happening. Deeds is yeah. playing it, right? Yeah, I know. That's one thing. I want to see Deeds play more shows, especially oh, yeah. closer to their home area. But uh, yeah, they're doing like cool fests and like they're going over the overseas and stuff and doing stuff. So that's kind of like the dream a little bit. Like when you get in the uh, retirement bands, <laughs> like when you're like, you're like, fuck it, we'll just play festivals and like you know go travel and then like you know be done. But um, I can do a couple home shows, dude. Come on. Yeah. I know. Like, do a couple. I <laughs> do do a warm up home show, Deeds. Come on. Come like on, it, you don't want to go straight to like a humongous festival like yeah. that's like a nightmare you know it's like it's like too much with maryland death fest the same thing like we talked about this on other previous podcasts bands will be like yeah we're coming back and they just like come back and they like get all practice and stuff and they just never play a show and then they just go after like like 92 years and just play like a fucking like a three thousand person show and like a freak like <laughs> And those festivals are fucking like hurry up, change over, change over, change. Like it's not like no. it's gonna be mellow and chill, and then you could get your stuff on stage and you'll get. It's like no, hurry the fuck up. Like fucking, you got like a ten minute changeover. There's like ninety bands. Like you got to hurry up, you know. So that's got to be a yeah. stressful situation to come back and. I and bet play, they you know? fucking crush the shit out of everybody at that place. They oh, sound yeah. killer in that video. I'm sure you guys were just talking about it. They sound fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, deeds? Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, that deeds video. Oh, yeah, they sound really Fuck. good. It's crazy, like, hearing, like, you're hearing Deeds of Flesh sounds, and you're just seeing, like, Ivan and Craig there, and it just sounds like perfect Deeds. Yeah. <laughs> like, my brain, like, was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. It's kind of like, I mean, you still got J- Jacoby there, which yeah. is, like, and, the voice and of you that got fucking you got Mike Hamilton holding it down for yeah. everybody. But just seeing like Ivan, like when you're someone you've grown up with, just in deeds, just going like, just yeah, like dude. being part of that, you're like, fuck, man. He it's was, crazy. he was a year younger than I think he's a year younger than me. And little fucking Ivan just coming up to the us. Uh, he showed up with a bass and a bong, dude. That was what he showed up <laughs> for his carnivorous tryout, dude. And he was I guitar, her, wasn't he? He was guitar. He was trying out for. No, I, I'm sorry. I did say bass, but he was playing. He, he had another guy who was didn't uh, Mike. He didn't make it in the band, but um, yeah, he was playing guitar. I remember like Dan Kenny and you introduced me to to him, and we're going out to go get some booze or something, and so we're at the Thunderdome and we're walking around, and uh, Dan's like, Dan's like, this fucking guy's like way better than me at guitar. <laughs> 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 He's also shit shredding me, dude. Fuck this. And guy. and 
I will say, like, even with him being in Carnivorous, I saw him constantly improve in the time that he was in the band to where at the end of it, I was just like, dude, Ivan's fine, dude. He's going to go fucking do great things, and here we are, dude. It's talented as fuck. But anyways, oh, yeah. I don't even know where we were. This The Chupacabra. 90- Shout out Chupacabra. <laughs> Shout out Chupa. So, yeah, Paroxysmal playing shows, getting started, when, then you guys... Uh, do another album were you, were you guys on myspace too is that kind of the era where the band like launched it was yeah it was a in its like very like infancy phase the songs were like just the worst uh i would record them on audacity <laughs> but uh the band was known more for like the memes that we'd post than for the music itself and then <laughs> yeah hell yeah but, yeah Pretty much, yeah. But, uh, I liked that one song you had on MySpace, bro. Which one? I don't, well, I don't know, know, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how we connected. I heard it, and I'm like, this is sick. Oh, that's right, yeah. Well, that's – Billy should probably – well, me and Billy met because we used to play in another band, uh, a prog death metal band called Black Ambulance from, like, S- S- uh, San Diego. True. But uh, I like that we, name. Yeah. We fell out of contact for years – and then one day I just look up like, Hey, I'm going to look up Billy. I find him. We start talking and he's like, Hey, I've been listening to your stuff. Like join the band. So he did. And, <laughs> but, uh, wait, I have a quick question. Now I'm, I'm second guessing myself. Did you say black ambulance or ambience? Oh, ambulance. Thank you. I like that one way better. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, black ambience wouldn't be that cool, but black ambulance I fucking like that concept. Like, <laughs> you can't see the ambulance coming in the night, dude. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, everybody had their own like interpretation. Like one guy thought it was a hearse. Mm. There so, you go. Um, yeah. The one that you, think... you don't make it to the hospital, you just die in it, and That's then right. just keep going to the mortuary with you. Yeah, man. I and I think there was some like Icelandic folktale about a black ambulance or something, which is pretty metal. I mean, anything from that part of the world. Totally. Hey, Joseph, could you look that up, dude? No, no. <laughs> just checking. I'm super busy behind the scenes. Right now. Maybe I can look it up, dude. I'll no, become the. No. I'm gonna become right. the. He's grading. Know. He's grading papers as he's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And no. don't look up Iron Black Ambulance. Whatever you do, because like I would tell my family, like, yeah, I'm in Black Ambulance. And you'd YouTube Black Ambulance, but Iron Black Ambulance would come up. And it was like their number one video was like this this fat dude in like a hula skirt, like shaking this giant dildo around and like flopping himself in the face. But, but it, was, it was it was a metal band. They, and so people would see that shit and like, well, metal band. Well, and look what Billy's into now. So, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Billy's coming on up in the world. He's changing the scene. <laughs> wonder what iron black ambulance is up to <laughs> all right that i will look up actually wow yeah, he's like up. i gotta I, all I'll right, take a break yeah. from the papers for this one <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, b plus okay well, what was that? let's <laughs> yeah. if, is this a good spot to dig into billy for a second do it I let's get your let's get your the origin story of billy t boy is that what it said billy t boy yeah buddy that's what's up dude let's uh hear your origins brother all right let's do it um 
I guess it all starts with my dad was and is a drummer. So there was, I always had like a drum set in the house. So that's like, that's kind of the opposite of every, every drummer's story. Right. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I thought the drums were cool. So I set up a bunch of pots and pans, yeah. you know, and annoyed my parents and shit, but that mm-hmm. wasn't me. I mean, I, it was like encouraged. Totally. Um, yeah. Which is, which is fucking rad. Super. And, uh, so I had the drums and then they were always kind of there. I was always playing them a little bit, um, jamming with buddies here and there, even, you know, from like age 10 onward. Um, but as far as like the music, the musical stylings, I don't know why, but I always like, maybe it's just the time I grew up, but it was like, when I started paying attention to music, it was still like kind of hair metal times or as far as I knew, I didn't know about death metal or anything yet, but. I thought Skid Row was the coolest fucking band on the planet. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Still kind of do. Like if fuck. you listen yeah, to sick, some man. of their like non non hair bandy shit, like the later albums, it's pretty good. We're through. We're through the age where we have to fucking care about what people think about what we <laughs> like, guys. All right, let's just fucking admit it all, dude. Like, I love so much shit that if the like serious death metal guys who are like odious mortem metal fuck yeah and then i say i'm like down with like these hip-hop projects or experimental indie rock and all this kind of shit they'll be like ah fuck this guy you know but i'm just like dude this is what i fucking like dude i like to listen to like anything that just gets my blood flowing dude it doesn't matter what genre of music it is dude oh yeah it's more metal when you don't give a fuck exactly yeah right it's kind of like it kind of kind of goes with the whole like rebelling thing you know back when you're not when you're younger you know what i mean like like, it's like a reverse it's It's like it's like all of a sudden now you're you're in a death metal band and you're like and everyone's like well fuck it you can't do that like i can't do that whatever dude fucking i'll listen to i'm going to tears for fears in a couple days fuck you guys like i'm gonna be like sitting there like like, you know like (laughs) It's like it's like rebelling against. Yeah, and Tim's like rocking the Joy Division shirt. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! Hell yeah! My blouses. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, R.I.P. By the way, to the fucking to keyboardist of the Depeche Mode passed away. Oh yeah, that was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck God! And then the dude. drummer of Yes passed away today, and then fucking other fucking crazy shit. I just this, the, yeah, good fellow. This is our vacation guy. away from all of that. Really. Right you know, really Yoda. Yeah. Ah, fuck, oh, yeah. Man. I know. Uh, I know. It's like one day. I'm like sick, dude. It's like Sharon's birthday. I'm like, happy birthday. I want to see a list of everybody <laughs> who's still alive. That's what I want to see. A <laughs> yeah, list no. of just people. I'll read that all day. Like sick, dude. Give me <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, dude. You still, you made it another day. You made it another day. Like, fuck. it seems like the list is too long the other way right now. I know it's fucked. All right. Come on rainbows unicorns i just talked about joy let's not divide ourselves with division <laughs> don't put on right, some... let's bring it back let's bring our spirits back up with a little skid yeah row. back into and by the way yeah t-boy <laughs> t-boy with the drums dude let the record show i am making no apologies for skid row they're still my favorite band ever yeah um but i will the reason i point out the difference in albums is like the, the old the first album was like just you know hair metal i mean it was still sick but later on they got like I don't thrashier or something. They got like crazy. So that kind of like right. colors the it it establishes my trajectory. I don't like toward more heavy. It was always heavier and heavier, even when I was young. So um I don't know. And then like after that, it would have been new metal, like in my 
middle school or call or uh, high school years, which we all did the new metal thing um, mm -hmm. and the Metallica and stuff like that. Uh, at a certain point, I joined a rock, a Christian rock band with my cousins. Nice. And they, uh, and so I was, that was my first, like actually drumming in a band, like playing shows. So that was pretty cool. I was like, Hey, this is, you know, people like come and watch us. And this is like a very tiny glimpse of what it is to be a rock star. Were there originals or covering? Yeah, they were. Yeah, we wrote, we had a million fucking songs. Like we weren't even, we were pretty getting pretty good, but I, we went into the studio to record and I was like almost done with the drum tracking and the guy like, something happened to the recordings and we lost them all. And then mm. we just fucking broke up for some other reason. And that was the end of that, but uh, noteworthy just because it was my first band experience. And those guys were introducing me to some legit metal, like, and I didn't really even know what death metal was yet, but like, aside from Pantera, they got me into, which is like the fucking sickest band ever, obviously. Uh, but they were, that kid was bringing over like X toll. If you guys know them, they're oh, like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Tech Extol should be fucking more famous than they are. Those guys deserve so much love. Um, and and like I didn't even know what I was hearing. I just knew it was rad. Um, and like, have Dylan you ever heard of uh, Crimson Thorn? No, is they're, that like a they're a Christian swamp? death metal band? Like yeah, a brutal, I brutal Christian death metal band. <laughs> yeah, they got they got a couple of them out there, but I, I mean. The Christianity was neither here nor there. It's that's the only w w reason it made it from him to me because there was like it was the Christian rock band. So that was probably one of like the three heavy bands he was allowed to listen to, right? Uh, you know, just because they were Christians. You so. know, I was just thinking the back and forth situation because there is plenty of Christian music that I've listened to and actually enjoyed. You know, but the opposite, like the Christians coming and listening to like Deicide, they wouldn't be able to do that. They, yeah. It's against their. It's against the rules. They wouldn't be able to enjoy Deicide because it's against the rules. But I like Deicide, and I also like Extol, and because I don't really uh, give a shit about know. what either one of them fucking are it, talking about. I think you're right in general, but I I have known people that are Christian that that do appreciate bands like Deicide and stuff. They just oh yeah, kind of laugh oh, at it and stuff in a different way. I mean, I mean they're like, all from the same book, you know. Yeah, they're you know, just, just worshiping a different part of the story. It's like watching horror movies. Like, do you can you watch? You can't watch the you can't watch The Exorcist because I'm Christian or something, you know. Right. And it's like, dude, Glenn Benton is, you know, he's the 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 incarnation of musical demonic possession, right? So you know, it's entertaining, dude. Indeed. You know, you don't have to like believe in it to listen, you know. So, but it's a good point that it is true that a lot of people like can't, you know, they're like not. He, allowed, he's you know? right, it's, dude. He's especially totally right. when yeah. you were younger. Yeah, um, for sure. You asked half the metalheads you know probably like had some a similar like their parents were christian and like didn't you know you weren't really allowed to bring that shit into the house because it just sounds like a dude like screaming his guts out or dying or praising right, right. somebody like it just i don't know man they uh yeah totally so i i see or like if yeah if you're christian and you're listening to like deicide there's gonna you may enjoy the music and be a metalhead and everything but there's gonna be a little like guilty <laughs> guilty twinge going the whole time so i don't totally. know I get, I get it, dude. Yeah, but, uh, so, but anyway, yeah. yeah no, I insist. <laughs> no, I was gonna say just, and then from that point. So after they that band broke up, you said you I forget where you were going from there. So the Christian rock group broke up. Where did you move from there? 
Yeah, man. Um, so that was over. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really do any band anything for a while. But kept playing um, on your own, right? Never stopped. I did. Playing. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I started getting into like Slipknot and shit with like the faster drums and double bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, not. I'm not saying I could do it like Joey, but like just being able to kind of limp my way through those songs was like where I finally realized like I might be down to do death metal drilling. Yeah, like that shit was fun to play. Like to see yourself finally be able to play that—that's the perfect bridge to definitely. I think you know, it's what got me there. And as a drummer, I would say that going up to that point, finding that type of drumming, executing that type of drumming, would be easily your way in to death metal. Well, yeah, and I—I I mean, I still I've parlayed it into my style today. I mean, I still do those little like gallopy Joey fills. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of hands and a couple couple feet mixed in and rinse and repeat. <laughs> um, I don't know. Any dr- Joseph knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, I, and I used to abuse the shit out of that just as like an energy saving measure. But uh, yeah, so the Slipknot, whatever. And eventually, like, I still didn't really know what death metal was. But at a certain point in college, somebody played me that Demu album, that fucking sick demo Puritanical. album yes yeah. and uh that at that point and i heard the blast beats and my, my buddy i was like why is that so sick like what is that he's like it's a blast beat and i'm like all right well that's that's the end of that then <laughs> the way that album starts it's just it's probably the most epic way a metal album starts dude do you just with that, you can't with that, with, with, that the, with the keys in the beginning and then that riff is sick. And fucking Nick Barker with his just fucking oh, you're just like oh. <laughs> I loved it, dude, and I still do. Hey, did we lose a couple people? Oh, they yeah, they just if they probably got to go pee, they just decided that they, they they don't cut me off. They leave my chair empty because they want to fuck with me, but they'll take themselves out if they got to go pee. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. I thought I was just boring them with my... Oh, you can get up whenever you want, dude. No, 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 no. No, you're not boring anybody. They're probably just... Better not be, dude. (laughs) You're talking about Demo. I had that CD on repeat at my house for like six months, man. I have it memorized front to back. It's so goddamn good. As as a yeah. young man too, that cover right. is just, it, it, who's in the metal, that cover will pull you in quick, dude. <laughs> and, yeah, that's right. Well, I think I I fucking burned that shit. So sorry, Demu. I, I owe you <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's I I must have googled it at some point because there's definitely some titties. I, that was actually an album that I anticipated coming out. I had gotten into Demu and Throne Darkness Triumphant. And then after that was spiritual dimensions. And yeah, spiritual black dimensions was sick too, but it didn't dimensions. have the production. It didn't yeah. have the and drums. You're right, dude. And then Nick Barter, Nick Barker comes in the mix and and get they get the good production and boom, you're getting punched in the face that whole record, dude. Yeah, right, you guys yeah. get into um, Old Man's Child. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. What, what was that one? Um, I can't remember the name of that album, but there's there's some really sick double bass on some of those albums pre Barker too, because Barker was only on some of the later I think ones. Was on in Defiance of Existence. Yeah, yeah. Like 2000, 2003 around there. But yeah, that's kind of like that incestual thing that's happening that happens in Calif- Cali and Florida and all these hot spots for a bunch of different bands like. It ends up being that, you know, 
Galders and Old Man's Child, Dimu and and Excess, blah blah blah. You know, it's it's it it kind of we all keep each other like afloat, you know, in those scenes, and you see it in in Norway too. It's like it doesn't matter. It just needs to be a concentrated place where everybody's like creative at the same time, and then you get an Old Man's Child, you get a Dimu. They did splits together before they were in each other's bands, you know, and. Yeah. All right. You we're not here for we're not here for all those. Oh wait, no. Sorry, Tim. You wanted to add to that. I just want to say you bring up an awesome point because when I first got into Unique Leader Records, that's what I loved about that record label is that you would look at all the promo pics of the bands, and every band was every member was wearing another band from Unique Leader's shirt. Yeah. It was like everybody represented one another, and it was so fucking cool. And then you'd look through the CD book, and so many members were on different albums, and that just blew my mind because where I lived as a kid, there were no other metalheads. And so mm -hmm. it was like, there are places where there's just an abundance of metalheads where everyone just hangs out and plays death metal together. Like it blew my mind. But when you said that, it, it, it just made me think of that. Yeah. It just happened. There's like concentrations of it, I guess, you know, and then people find each other too. Like Santa Cruz was decrepit birth, odious mortem, animosity a stratosphere like all those bands were kicking it together all around the same time because we were all had the same motivations we all were using each other to you know inspire each other and compete with each other kind of in a happy you know go lucky way yeah. and that's what what that's what scenes are dude. and i think that scenes are super important I hope that the and I, I would love to hear people come on this show and tell me about brand new scenes that are bubbling up, you know, and I'm sure the, in the past episodes, all the weed that I smoke, I can't remember right now, but there's <laughs> new scenes that are popping up everywhere. And I, I think that those are very important. And I, you, I hope that they progress and succeed and spread out. I, I mean, just finding new pockets of and hearing, like everybody talks about the Cali sound, the Florida sound, the New York sound. It's like, Let's hear a fucking random spot sound that's different from everything else. It'll happen, dude. It just needs enough concentration and inspiration, creativity, and 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 venues to go have local shows. You know, there's. I don't. I, I don't mean to cut you off. Kingman, no, Arizona. Fine. Kingman, Arizona, is such a fucking hotbed of excitement for music. When you go yep. through there. Any show you play that's death metal and Kingman, they will pack the place and they will lose their fucking minds. That's and awesome. one of the bands that's like leading the way in that area is Oppressor God. Those guys are fucking insane. They are so technical and so fast and so heavy. And it's like, it's it's just the, the sound. It sounds like that area where it's like, what do you do all day? I sit in the sun and I play my guitar until I'm really fucking good, you know, because it's like, that's that's what they do out there. They just practice their music. And so when you hear Oppressor God, it sounds like that's what those guys do. Right mm -hmm. now, they're actually doing their album with, uh, what's that drummer's name? He's like a drummer for hire. I think it's like Robin Stone. Yep. Yeah. They're working with him right now. Oh, so that, Robin. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Robin little... from, uh, we, he was in uh, the Amenta. And then uh, also in uh, oh, yeah. Praxis, too. Yeah, I yeah, see him with everybody. And I'm like, man, that guy's fucking amazing. <laughs> The guy from Australia you're talking about? Robin? Yeah. I don't, yeah I he listens to the pod. Oh, does yeah, yeah. he? That's no, awesome. he's one of What up, Robin? We're going to do know? an episode with yeah. him eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, he's... He, uh, the videos he's posting recently, I'm like, holy shit, man. Like, I mean, I know he was amazing back in the day, but, like, 
some of the shit I'm watching him post nowadays, I'm like, dude, he is like stepping up his game so hard. I remember he, the Amenta, and it was it no, it was Augury or uh, uh, Neraxis, one of the bands, one of those Canadian bands that he, like the drummer, like last second couldn't make it, and he's like, whatever, I like learned the set in a week in Australia, and then did a double duty, and then he got fucking swine flu on tour. And then still fucking did both sets. He was sitting there like covered in, Fuck, yeah. he was covered in like he was like covered in towels and shit, and just like we're like, oh, you those know. people, they they have different genetics, dude. Like the Gabe Siebers and that type of dude. Like like Joseph is on his way to getting there probably in like five years. We're gonna be seeing him uh, at yeah. that little camp of just monumental drummers that just learn shit super fast, and they're just like. I don't know. It's it's something about your guys' DNA that's different because all that sounds like I would have quit there. I would have quit there. I would have quit, you know, a week into it. I've been like, nah, dude. Well, fuck. I, I think Joseph's already there, honestly. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, I was in touch with the Oppressor God dudes uh, about doing a double duty tour with them um, where I would play for them. Um, and it, it hasn't uh, come through, so it won't happen at this point. Um, but I was like, yo, like, let me just learn a song and I'll send you footage just so you know, I can do it. So I like sent a video of a song and they were like really stoked on it. And so shout out, uh, Dalton and, uh, Justin for fucking just bands we've never heard of. Like Joseph's just like, yeah, dude, I'm like flying with them too, bro. <laughs> but then, uh, <laughs> yeah. and every band I hit up, named, I hit up the presser too, dude. I sent him a cover. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then. I saw yeah. Robin uh, do his his usual video for you know his his band of the week that he's recording that week, and it's Oppressor God, and it's the fucking song that I worked on, and Robin's version of it. It was like super humbling. I'm like, all right, yeah, good good choice, guys, for going with Robin <laughs> in the studio, because it was like, I mean, my whole point was to show I can do it live, and he was doing like a segment where you probably focus more on it, but dude, uh, that guy's so fucking good. I'm like, you know, I. I, I'm not there yet. I'll say that. I'm like, hey, Robin's like, a, I don't even want to watch that. Yeah, Robin's <laughs> like, a, one thing about Robin that I didn't really know, and, and just knowing him over the last 10 or 15 years, is that he's like, he's like a farmer style, like Australian guy. Like, he's out like in the woods and like, like fucking splitting, lo- like, you know, he's like a real, like, kind of uh, just a hard worker, old school farmer. Like, he's yeah. like fucking the most cut human ever. Like, he's got like, like all the muscles and shit, but he's always like he looks all skinny and frail and stuff. And then he one time he took off his shirt and was like like chopping logs on one of his videos or something. I'm like, Jesus, dude, you're like a fucking bodybuilder. I had no idea. But no, he's just one of those like kind of I guess Australian corn fed kind of like tough. Yeah, see, I knew you were gonna guy. you know what's funny is I was thinking corn fed, which is not even true. Like corn is not gonna get you. I know what would you call it out in Australia? No, I know, but that's an American way of saying it. I was like, what would be the Australian version of saying corn fed? Like uh fucking Vegemite fed or (laughs) Vegemite. That shit boosts your testosterone. That's what the UFC guys say when they get popped for juicing. They're like, Yeah, I I just I ate a little too much kangaroo meat. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not steroids, I swear. Kangaroo meat. Wasn't that uh, uh, Sir Overeem was saying he was eating horse meat? That's why he bulked up like 150 pounds of muscle. <laughs> yeah, some shit like that. Uh, but then you say, man. and then but then you you say horse, and everybody's like, "What the fuck is this guy eating?" But then you say elk, and then it's like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." And it's yeah. like they're not that far off of each other. Yeah, yeah what's up? 
But uh, shout Send out Robin. Horse. There's, Send me some horse. P.O. Box. There's Send a, me some horse. There's a uh, local news channel that did a bit on Robin. There was like local Australian drummer records death metal in like a converted fucking storage crate, like the kind that gets you know shipped across the United or like the the ocean. Like he configured one of those. And he like has it built into a fucking like mountainside. It's crazy that there's like drone footage of it in the video. So you can look that shit up. I think he shared it before. So shout out Robin. We'll get you on here. Oh yeah. Kill that oppressor god. Yep. And then oppressor god, let's go in the future. But anyway, so uh human smasher. Well, weren't we we were like so far in the weeds we totally lost where we were at with Billy again. But we left off at Demu. And I mean, that was like the fuck that bell was rung at that point. So it's mm-hmm. it's death metal all the way. It just got heavier and heavier from there. I was in college, so I had a ton of fucking time to burn and download songs. And I don't know. I mean, eventually I ended at like Origin and it doesn't get much gnarlier than that. So <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Black Ambulance with Tim kind of fell in there at a certain point, but then that band shit the bed. And then I fucking, I, I hit a wall drumming at that point. Like I was capped out at like 200 BPM, like across the board, like hands and feet, mostly feet were like my limiting factor. And I, I just couldn't fucking figure it out. I thought I just sucked or something and I was just over it. So I quit for like 10 years. No shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I had, I mean, the fun and games were over at that point. Like it was, it was like oh seven oh eight when fucking like Bear Stearns was <laughs> fail, like all the banks were failing. Every like I had to get a job. I was freshly out of college, um, and it was just like I, I had no time to be fucking about like yeah. trying to join death metal bands. So I just so did like, you quit enough to where you actually sold your kit? No, I never did that. I didn't. There wasn't yeah. much to sell. If anything, my pedals were like the only thing of value. Maybe a couple symbols, but I was—I've always been a caveman drummer, so I had—I don't know what I had back then, but I'm sure it was shit. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, then finally, yeah, like Tim said, he—he he hit me up. I don't know when, 2019, whenever, well, a couple years ago, and I had just gotten back into the drums, like thankfully a few months before that, because I, I was in no shape. What inspired you? What inspired you to get back into it that month? Those couple months before that. Good question. Uh, I so the main thing was my brother. He's a musician. He had some. It wasn't a metal band. It's like just rock and whatever. But like fun, fun to play. I like it a lot. He's like, I need somebody to play this show with me, and he knew I was into his shit, and he wanted me on the drums. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. And I just got like super into it. I was like. It's been like a long ass time since I've drummed live. So I got to kind of not fuck around and I got to like practice and get into it. And there was this like drum solo I had to learn. So I really like, I kind of took it seriously. And then uh, once that was over, once we played the show and it was over, like I'd still not done anything with him since, but, but it was over. And I'm like, I kind of still, I like the routine of like practicing every day and it's getting fun again. Mm-hmm. And then at, at that point, I mean, I'm a metalhead at heart. It's pretty rare that I rock out to like play my drums to something that's not extremely fast death metal. Yeah. So I was like, let's just get back into the death metal. But the, the difference this time is that it's fucking 2019. So like, it was the Stone Ages before. There was no YouTube. I was mm-hmm. too poor to like mm-hmm. pay somebody for lessons. 
I don't like people weren't as fast anyway as they are now. And so fast forward 10 years, I got, you got YouTube with like 50 dudes telling you how to do heel toe and get it to sound sick. If you just set your triggers and pedals up the right way. I mean, it takes some practice, but fuck it. And so I did that. I'm like, my feet always sucked with singles. Now I'm going to go to doubles. Took me a minute and I learned those. And then I started fucking around with a lot of doubles and just like different form with my hands for the, the hand shit. And uh, yeah, I'm, I fucking, I owe my drumming career to YouTube pretty much. And just like uh, more being able to connect more with people, you know, now versus 10 years ago, which you guys are part of that too. I mean, fucking not maybe not necessarily directly to me, but I'm sure there's like people out there. You guys are just like spreading the word and, helping connect people way way easier than it was back in the day like i don't even know i guess myspace would have been yeah, moved uh, back in the myspace day, yeah. was what we were working with there was no was facebook huge. there was no facebook when odious you know took their hiatus you know i think there was facebook when severed did that tour but yeah, yeah we went we were old school like that too and now we are a band that is working in the newer climate and but the doubles thing is you know people argue about it and i'm not really one way or the other with it because i'm just like hey dude that in being able to find that te technique inspired billy t-boy to get on his his skins and start beating the fuck out of him again he just found a new way to beat him. And and you actually found the code that you cracked the code to what you 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 know felt was hindering you before and now you've broken through that ceiling and you know and now you, you're progressing as an artist and you can do more that you couldn't do before. So it's like there's the you know leaning one way or the other about you know the guys are like oh doubles are cheating but it's like well it doesn't fucking matter dude because inspiration is number one creativity it's, is number two yeah it's not a lot of people that are on the doubles or cheating thing but there are some drummers that are like outspoken about it but yeah there's uh definitely i mean long strength and shit like that you know those are like well the guys i'm just saying after after how many episodes we've done there we've you know silently sit back and listen to these drummers and we know the guys who who say that they have their opinions about doubles and the guys who don't, you know? So it's, it is like a, a back and forth thing that has been happening, but like, I guess it, there, nobody brought it up tonight. So I'm sorry that I'm bringing up this whole double cheating thing when you're talking about it, but I was, I making, one I was making the point song, of, like, like... <laughs> I was making the point that it doesn't matter because you were, took a decade off of your instrument and you came back used your muscle memory plus new skills that were found during that 10 years that you took your break and you took advantage of it. And that's fucking the sickest dude. I love that story. I, I appreciate it, man. I mean, maybe it's cheating. Maybe it's not. I, I think I shouldn't use that fucking word. I sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't want to mean it like that. <laughs> it cheating depends on like what rules you've set for yourself essentially. So, if you're a super old school metal musician and you're like, fuck it, singles all the way, then yeah, you you probably think it's cheating, but you're also not going to be playing fucking, you know, 300 BPM kicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's just, yeah, I mean, like if, if John Longstreth is cheating, then I'm a fu I'll fucking be a cheater all day. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So totally, I, totally. I don't, I mean, I, that just sounds like a lot of haterade to me, but I will say this, uh, now they're, they're kind of, if you're talking about me, I kind of, I'm technically cheating a little bit because I'm again, I sucked so much shit when I was just doing singles. I don't know if it's cause I had my pedals set up wrong or I just like, I don't know what it was. I just sucked, dude. But like I, once I started with those doubles on the feet and started doing it with my hands, I mean, I just got so much faster and more stamina to the point now, like I don't ever want to have to go back to singles. I'm, I'm fucking useless without my double. So I will caution people about that. Uh, it, it can become somewhat of a crush, um, you know, that and triggers and everything else. But uh, I don't know. That's just I'm, I'm playing a game where those are the rules and they're acceptable. So I want to play fucking fast and accurate. And that's how I can do it the best and the most efficiently without like blowing out my hips. Right. And, and that's, that's how I roll, but, uh, you no, dude, exactly. And that's kind of what I was getting to. I wasn't, I shouldn't use all the terminology that I did because I'm not that guy that would be. How dare you, that how dare you sir. I know <laughs> cupping is cupping is cheating. Dude. Hey, Joel, you. you're supposed to... Oh, don't even say that. that was, uh... <laughs> no, 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 I know uh, Anthony does cupping. I was trying to, I don't you cup, cup. You, you cup you cup a little bit for certain yells. I do the, I hold the mic just like this. No, but no for certain yells. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I used to do it to... like this because I didn't have the projection. I'm trying to think like for guitar, like what's cheat like could, now that you said cheating, now we're just like we're stuck on like this like word cheating. It's like a like a bad shroom trip. But uh <laughs> If you don't uh, down mean, pick everything, you're cheating. Yeah, yeah. There you, you go. That, that's, like, that's, a, that's actually a very good uh, to the to the uh, the it's one foot blast identical. versus two foot blast. Like you have to down, like oh you have to alternate pick that. Well, why don't you just fucking down pick it? But you know, and it's mm -hmm. like a the Gorgasm school of uh, of guitar but, back in the day was like we down pick everything. Like we down pick all this shit, which is gnarly. Like like I have a natural twitch, so I can I could do it kind of, but I didn't work on it. It's just like something I just like got like via. My dad was like a really good, like he, I'm just kidding. Um, like genetically, he just used to masturbate a bunch. But um, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I don't. <laughs> nah, but yeah, the whole, there's no cheating, it, dude. It's, it's all just blown out of proportion. It's all just, it's all just. Well, no. That, and hoodwinking and all that kind of. The whole point is, yeah. what is your goal? Are you like oh, yeah, Elliot said? But, but you nobody can't play cares. Three hundred plus BPM. Yeah. Remember Casey on tour with the? Remember nobody we were on tour with uh, the, with uh, with I think we were on tour with Origin or something. And I remember Casey was like trying to learn the doubles. Casey was like, "Fuck this! This is like way too hard." You were like, "Yeah, I, I can't you, like, even really there. do doubles with my feet. My right foot came, and my left foot. I can't. I can't keep yeah, a consistent see? like anything I would ever put on paper that I can do with my feet, like the doubles. So with my hands, of course, you know. But like, yeah, no, I'd suck at it. So. When yeah. I fir I first saw the oh. technique with Spencer, when he was when uh, Severed played a show with uh, uh, Son yeah. of Aurelius, and it was post Son of Aurelius set, he Spencer just sat while we, we were playing pool, and he just put his pedals right up against the wall, dude. And while I was playing pool, I was watching him, dude, and I was watching his feet and listening to how many hits I was hearing from the hammers, and I was like, holy shit, dude you find this flow that actually looks pretty fucking it looks cool as fuck when you're watching and it's like it's it's physics it's like tapping into physics you know yeah for sure 
but uh, but i'm saying like i think the whole like there's not really hate towards the, you know like it's it's all just kind of a joke like it's all just i fucking they, despise myself yeah bringing it up like no, that. No. no but i'm just i'm just clearing that like basically i just think that like it's all it, that's the new thing and i think that it's rad like yeah. like i think that and we all think that too and like it's even when Longstreth started doing it, I thought it was killer back then. I was like the mid two thousands. I thought it was cool that he was doing that. My, that's my opinion, but um, I can't do it. And I, if something I can't do that other people can do, I think is, is interesting and, and, and impressive, you know? And I, I do think it's sick to be able to go to certain tempos and do, you know, for, so for me, I, I think it'd be cool to do like a mix. Like I, I wish I could do like what I do, you know, my style and then like be able to just go, at like 300 and just do a fucking motor oh, like crazy yeah. i wish i could man I, maybe someday i'll figure it out but i don't know you know so but uh you know it's like except with the one foot thing it's like even back in the day like i, I started off i, I gotta play what well, the one foot blast i gotta do it and it does i do think it sounds really cool like there's a certain style to it but like um you know i kind of started to realize i was like well, like no one's gonna follow me home and give me a ticket for like doing two feet or like you know i'm not gonna get in trouble you know i could you know, <laughs> you know i gotta play a lot of tours and sets and i just wanted to and like i said that okay a big thing about the one foot thing that i hate to get one more thing is the suffo blast so does anybody do a suffo blast with one foot because i've ne that's so to, to me that would be like really yeah, not, yeah, not really. I don't. You won for like has got to be a two times, foot. right? It's just the feel of to me. I've always done a Suffo two foot, like right, and I've yeah. always seen Mike Smith do it that way, and like I mean, I so I don't know, you know. So for me, when you're playing a style where you have more of the Cali Suffos, like you know, like or I mean, it's not Cali, it's really New York, but taking the Suffo style that that we love with a lot of our kind of brutal Cali shit. And like doing that and discourage and all that, like you got to switch between splits and suffos all the time. That's hard mm -hmm. to do one foot and then two foot, and then one foot. So that's another concept. If you try to do everything split to suffo one foot, it's just, I don't know, man. That's just awkward. I don't know. Is it hard to explain a, a suffo blast? Just because, I mean, just because a suffo blast is just when everything's in line. I can like, do it. Yeah. I can do it. I was just about to say everything at the same time. Yeah. You know. No yeah, matter how you do your feet or your hands, everything has to hit. You know, this right. Oh, okay, okay. Everything's okay. it's gotcha. eighth notes in sync. Oh, like, gotcha. And then the split yeah. time is like basically like a thrash beat with a split time is the, is the right beat, hand. Is the sound of a, it's like a split. It's like a suffle, but it's split, right? It's it's your right, right hand right. and your left or your right hand and right foot go at the same the, time. The original the original split is supposed to be a one foot right foot and right hand doing eighth notes and then the left yeah. hand's doing 16th notes offsetting that joseph's gonna show it all right joseph oh, or if you call 30 seconds whatever yeah all right so all right, we, this we, we, we can't we can't talk while he's doing it because it cuts it off all right this yeah. is this is split so okay sped up it would be okay you okay. probably can't hear that too well huh no we did we did all right and then suffo together is you know so Oh, okay, okay. All right. So, so when you speed up really fast, they don't make, they don't sound too different. But yeah, the alternate blasting or offset blast, as Diego calls it, is like offset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that offset. That oh, really you got muted there, Joseph. Speeds. You're muted, buddy. Somehow, I don't know what happened. I heard you a second ago. Maybe something got moved. <laughs> Just yell louder, um, Joseph. Yell louder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, but so I don't know what you guys think about all, but yeah, I just think that like if you're doing mostly split blasts or you're playing in like, you know, six, eight time or kind of whatever that like form of a triplets thing, you're doing a lot of double bass and all that, then it's like the one foot works out great, you know, but like if you're doing this like 
like you know like the, the kind of the shit that you guys play or like the brutal stuff you know like this i don't know with sofo blast it's just be weird to do all that one foot i don't know i think does anyone do that i've never even seen anybody do that you know yeah that would be that weird style, like all one foot be crazy where know. everything would like fall onto that one side of your body basically like everything yeah. plus your other your left hand would be doing the same thing all right I, I yeah, I don't. That sounds hit. exhausting to me. <laughs> right? I can't. Hard. <laughs> I, I split all my shit. Like, uh, well, I try to use every limb like equally because I know it's that's I'll be able to drum just a little bit longer if I can like spread all the energy out evenly across to everything. So I've never even attempted a single foot blast. Yeah, I can't even play all the small things by Blink One Eight Two. So I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. myself. Um, <laughs> yes. fuck yeah, dude. I think oh, he did God, shit himself. Is. Isn't that what you were saying? <laughs> yeah. Is um, uh, am I here? Okay, there you go. I can hear yeah. you. Yeah, there, there, there. Yeah, yeah. He's back. Am I here? Okay. Um, so maybe we can get back on the timeline, uh, to when we left off in the paroxysmal timeline. So you guys did Supreme Revulsion, you're playing live shows, and then you do human smasher is the follow-up record so tell us about yes, that fucking slab dude yeah well uh we got together and uh let me see this was the second album that we put out on on show no mercy records uh that was that we were working with them at the time um human smasher was kind of broken up where half of it still have the supreme revulsion uh themes of like gore and just like violence and hatred and then the second half of the album kind of just went in a different direction and kind of got really introspective and kind of started dealing with the mind but uh that was like lyrically musically the the uh the music stopped being like just the fast pounding death grind and kind of took on more life and i uh Josh and Dalton basically when I wrote this stuff, I was worried about trying to play it live while doing vocals. Once Josh and Dalton joined the band, well, Josh, and then later Dalton, it became evident that I could do whatever I wanted musically and I couldn't touch their skill. And I'm not just trying to kiss their ass because Josh and Dalton were both, they're both awesome guitar players. So I know that when, what I want to write, they could take it and just and play it. And so Human Smasher kind of took off from where Revulsion was really limited musically. I think the Human Smasher kind of uh, brought a lot more to the table. That's my take on it. I don't know how Josh feels about it, but yeah. Yeah, from a production standpoint, um, after the first album, I had given you a copy of Guitar Pro. And um, you just like went to town on it. <laughs> I got really good at programming stuff in Guitar Pro, and uh, even though the record label didn't want any MIDI drums on on the album, I was like, you know what? I want to take these drums from Guitar Pro and plug them into I forget what I was using, I, Slate Drums Three, and they sounded realistic. Um, I didn't really know much about like MIDI velocities back then, but so I had everything like floored, like every hit was max max volume, but it worked. It worked for that album. And uh, I remember for like four months straight, um, 
Tim would come over on Fridays and we just we'd like smoke a couple bowls and I just like start coming uh recording the guitars and like halfway through every song I was like you know what dude we need a slam right here and we just like <laughs> come up with a ridiculous slam like halfway through the song for no reason at all <laughs> so, that's why that album's like really slammy because we're fucking high and just coming, up, <laughs> coming up with slams um but yeah it was it was a fun album to record um that's uh, i think it took us six months to to, to do that one yeah yeah and at, at the time i think slam was get, like pretty popular or getting there it was 2014. yeah yeah slam was so slam was always interesting kinda... to me like slam was like i think i've told that story before i had no idea the the slam scene and i think about 2014 i think it was 2013 2014 with like uh you know like devourment and girls secrete and stuff like that and uh seeing them play live i had no idea it was a i thought it was a death metal band my friends were like hey let's go see the death metal show well my buddy was like let's go to fresno and there's a big death metal show out there i'm like fuck yeah and uh i went out there and like i had no idea that it was a thing like i was like i was like thought it was just death metal i was like there's nothing you know like and it was it was only bands only slam bands too so i was like slam and i was like huh so it's a different genre outside you know i was like completely confused and then when the 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 heavy parts come on people are like and i was like well i was like i'm completely i'm like a fucking old geezer like fucking (laughs) boomer here just going like listening to my son's band or something going like well i guess that's what he likes so but i was like because i didn't understand like the 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 whole scene behind it i was like there's an actual kind of subsect of death metal that was into it it was kind of a lot of girls were into it too it's like a you guys found like a death metal genre where like people with vaginas listen to it a lot which was interesting <laughs> that was uh i was very impressed with that i was like damn it's not like 99 percent like wieners this is pretty sick but uh no man that's it's a i mean it's it's entertaining and it's like live and stuff it's like you know you get the heavy part where it gets everyone going and like and no matter how shitty the sound is like if the sound sucks at the venue it doesn't fucking matter when the heavy part comes in it's really hard to fuck up like 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 fucking chunky ass shit it's really hard to fuck that up so like that's what a slam sounds like yep yep so the whole crowd could do this no matter what no matter if it's like a you know like uh, fucking playing in a gymnasium with like a fucking 20 dollar pa or like playing in a fancy place it's like everyone can get their head down and, and do like the fucking get the vibe still you know so that that's one uh part about it i was like damn this is like very impressive fucking style yes. of music like a live to this style. day this day um we play a lot of songs from that album live just for that same reason like it just gets everyone going great energy yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's like Defeated Sanity. Well, they were tech and slam at the same time, but then they moved, did that like progressive death metal release too. It's like the opposite. Like, maybe not. I don't, don't, don't listen to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm not drinking right now, but it's I sound like, uh, like I am. <laughs> it's under a different name, right? Or is it under that, that project they did? Or is it you under defeated sanity? sanity? Yeah. Or no, it's called it's called like a the, but the album's called the name. There's or... two names, right? It is yeah. like the one part is the, the, the one part is the one. Darmada is the one that I'm talking Darmada. about. 
God, I'd love to feed the sanity, dude. Joseph, you're he's still he's still, he's still uh, yeah, sorry. I talked to Lily, so um nice. it was a split. It was a defeated sanity split with themselves. One album is Disposal of the Dead. The other album is Darmada. And then going forward, when they release music under that style, it will be the band name as Darmada. Oh, interesting. Cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I asked and he said, yeah, no, under defeated sanity was a cool way to launch it. But, you know, we don't want to confuse no. people because people really fucking hated that they changed their style and they were like trying to explain uh, yeah. all these Why fucking people, people these that? fucking idiots that they didn't you know it's That's like an ad thing. <laughs> brutal death metal people guy... no, i'm just no. kidding <laughs> i'm the type of guy that like if i like a band and i like i actually like the artists too so whatever they decide that their career's gonna what they're gonna do throughout their career i mostly support unless it's just a curveball for me then i'm like oh i don't like that release but I'm not going to turn on a band because they changed their style. You know, yeah. it's not it's fair, dude. <laughs> it's not fair. Let's get into the controversy. I want to talk to the manager. Right. Talk <laughs> yeah. to your yeah. band's manager. Let's get let's get deep in that whole thing tonight. But I mean, so, there is cookie cutter bands that, and there are the fans that love those same similar records. That just come just talk back. to. All I have to say, just ask Diego Sanchez about. That, dude. <laughs> He's oh, got yeah. opinions. Yeah. Oh, he's one of those. One of those. One of those. One of those fucking wizards, dude. One of those wizards. He's a genius. He's a genius. No, I think when people switch up their their sound, I think it's sick. Like, um, like they're really into um, Suicide Silence, but then they came out with this crazy album like a few years ago where they completely changed their sound. They went to Ross Robinson, and I was like, dude, this Mm -hmm. is sick. This sounds like weird. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was at nice. that. I was at I was at the release uh, album release show at Soma, and right on. Uh, I was talking. I was talking to Chris Garza after the show, and I was like, "Dude, I was never really into you guys until this album." And he was like, "Really, really?" <laughs> he was like so surprised. Well, <laughs> was it the one with, with the, was it the one with singing? Yeah, there's a lot of singing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to, I need to hear that more because I remember I remember like uh, them sending me like. Uh, like uh, pre-prods of it, pre-production stuff, and I was like, "Damn, you guys are, you guys are really changing it up," you know, like because you know, obviously Dan, like sort of some of our best friends. So he's all, "What do you think about this?" I'm like, "Damn, dude, it's it's gonna be a big move." And then, you know, when a band like hits you up or like shows you something different, and they've had a style their whole time where it's been like really aggressive, and then like they're trying something different. Like, uh, what's it? I think uh, Ben from Whitechapel, same thing. Like, sent me. When they started, like when Phil's like gonna start clean singing, I was like, I had no idea Phil could sing. Like he's one of the like craziest like death metal like vocalists, like with his growls and shit. I have no idea that he could sing, and I'm like, oh fuck, he can sing. But I always get nervous for bands like that. Even Son of Aurelius with Carrie, like I remember, um, which I ended up like playing live for for a little while. But when I first heard it, I was like very nervous. I was like. Oh man, you guys are gonna completely just go into the clean singing thing and just you're gonna get this backlash. And I mean, Suicide Silence got that backlash, by the way, from that that album, yeah. which I actually haven't really. I need to listen to more. I mean, yeah, I've I've I have it like on CD somewhere, but who has a CD player anymore? But um, yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, to make that move has always like made me so nervous. Like to to go from like a really brutal growl style and just like to just throw singing in. and back when we were younger that was like that was the ultimate like nope 
can't do it like you know what i mean like it was the ultimate like fuck off forever kind of thing you know what i mean and yeah. uh, as i get older like i'm just like fucking bring it if it's good like if you have a good idea or a good melodic like idea that can or a vibe that you could bring to it that changes things a little differently um so know, what were you like when you heard the clean vocals in new metal i mean because oh, there was gr- <laughs> me 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 that's yeah, a good answer, like, that's a good answer. Uh, i like uh, so um so new metal i mean because it was new metal was all growling right that's what it was the whole time before <laughs> yeah exactly no it, the, the, okay the controversy stems from mixing brutal with clean singing it's not about yeah, yeah. one separated to the other we all love clean singing we all love brutal but that's where the controversy lies right it's like oh we can't mix them together that's but i wasn't i never was part of that because i was like a, f- a yeah. super fan of slipknot which had rapping singing and growling and screaming all in one package so like i was yeah. like oh this is all acceptable to me because i enjoy this album a lot and then yeah but it's like the the what you're missing is like the were they like going burr, burr, before all that then like started to sing randomly that's what i'm, no, I'm saying no i'm like, not i'm not saying that but uh, i'm okay. saying there's enough there's enough spices in the in the mix you know but also i'm just saying the balls it takes to make a move like that are fucking way bigger than mine because i'm like i like you know they're they're in they have their style they have this thing established they have their fan base they have everything they have people that have followed them for a certain amount of time like like what you're saying with suicide silence like they have a fan base that's like been like this is why we like them is the brutalness and, them, and yeah. blah blah and then sometimes they they start maturing and being like well i like other styles of music i would like to incorporate this into this style of music and uh and and they try it and um some, I mean, nowadays, I think it's received way better than it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, used to be like, uh, I remember my friends with Cephalic Carnage even like doing the dying will be the death of me thing. Like, we had friends that were just like, fuck that. Like, I'm like, dude, they're kidding. They're like, they're doing like, they're making fun of like metalcore and stuff. They're like making fun of it, but they're like, nope, clean singing. Nope, fuck that. You can't do it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it was so like pure back then. And now it's like, whatever, man. Like, you start like branching out and getting into other styles of music. And if you can make it sound good, then like, I don't know, go for it, man. You know? Yeah. On yeah. the, the tour last night, uh, Warforged new album has clean vocals. Fallujah mm-hmm. new album has clean vocals. Yep. Rivers. The last couple albums have had clean vocals. That's like the thing in tech death. And I think like, especially when like the Fallujah single dropped and it has like the clean vocals in the chorus, I feel like they did that really well. Shout out Kyle. And no one really batted an eye on that. And I feel like if they had done that, like right after Harvest Wombs, it would have been a big thing. So I, I know what you mean, Joel. It's changed a lot. I think fans are more open-minded now. And even um, like shout out to, you know, again, Whitechapel, but we just, I just saw them with Cannibal Corpse and they're right under Cannibal Corpse. So it was like death metal, death metal, Whitechapel, Cannibal Corpse. And they decided to do like all their clean singing songs like right under cannibal corpse and i was like everyone was kind of sitting there and like they're kind of like bewildered a little bit like fuck white chapel supposed to be kind of like this like you know the gurgly gr- like growling stuff and they were just like no we're gonna do like our fucking singing songs and i was like dude your balls are so big doesn't like, that, remind, <laughs> does that remind you of cynic on the cannibal corpse tour well yeah well nowadays that's more it's more established nowadays though it's more like it's more no, but it's still as, a bold like that oh, it's still that bold means, yeah, yeah yeah definitely i mean but cannibal like yeah i mean no totally it's still bold people were pissed at the cynic thing supposedly at the 
friends See? that were at the Berkeley show. There's back always the going to be those guys. There's always going to be those. Guys. It was more caveman-y, though. Death metal, death metal was more caveman-y back then. I feel like it was more like death metal or go fuck your mother kind of thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so you're saying that most of the guys that were pissed, they were just, they couldn't understand Cynic, and that's why they were pissed. They're like, yeah, they it's like reading, club, trying to like, read a book booger. that has too many big <laughs> words in it. You know, it's like, I don't understand this shit. Give me the fucking yeah, yeah. mad magazine right now. What if, exactly. what, if, what if like Glenn Benton started doing like clean vocals all of a sudden? That's what I was gonna say. Like oh, you said, like oh, someone said origin, like what if origin was just like Satan. that'd be sick. It's I'd all you, Tim. I'm, I'm down, fucking bring it, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I went what, what, what he has like or a corpse sick, grinder, like, like clean vocal corpse grinder. Like well, it's like Glenn Benton has like a sick like Lane Staley voice. It's like because he's kind of like a smoky voice. Like you never know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Michael McDonald voice. You got the voice of an yeah, angel. Dude. Dude, what yeah, dude. Like some sick prog yeah. metal band. Like uh, yeah, let's start mixing or, or death like metal Rhapsody. with like. What if he was like, like Michael McDonald Rhapsody. and shit? Like, oh, like, like like dad bands. I'm kind of about that, like Bee Gees, like like that like, like super high voice. That'd go over. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it, but like that would sound good. Like over some <laughs> sick riffs. You know? I could just imagine the, the show dun, started dun. just like. And the Michael McDonald voice was once upon the cross. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, dude, that's good. That that's what we gotta start no, mixing. I think, I think people... Glenn would do like some country shit. Like, oh, people are like I mixing Glenn in a country. People band. are mixing safe stuff. They're going like, oh, it's like it's still popular styles of music that we're mixing together. Like mix something. Like mix some like cheesy ass like ABBA like in the middle of a brutal death note. Like take a risk, guys. That's not cheesy. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like you know, you know what I mean. Like, but people are going like, "Oh, I'm doing. I'm gonna mix like Jay Z with fucking like Death." You know, it's like, oh, a billion selling artist with an, like another million. Cool, that's like like a popular kids artist. Like all the teenagers are into. Like, try to go from like grab something from like the fifties, like a fucking Elvis. Like throw Elvis into a death metal song. I mean, that's dancing Dude. probably. But uh, <laughs> actually, actually, um, like, uh, because I'm studying like. Well, I was studying um, audio production at, at school, and um, my semester, I did um, a cover of uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes, You Keep Me Hanging On, and Billy actually played drums on it, and um, it starts out with uh, like a sample from, from the song, like, set me free, don't you bet? and then it just goes into like straight up screaming vocals, and like, it sounds super satanic, <laughs> and it, oh, it's yeah. sick. I, I got... Dude, I, I got a B on that project, dude. <laughs> I got a B on that project. I was, yeah, I did. Oh yeah. my god. My my teacher is like, my teacher's like, I don't know, man. Everything's just like exploding everywhere. I'm like that's that's the point. Oh, they're using their like it's a recording it's a recording project. They shouldn't like Too use much, their personal yeah. taste on like, you know, like they should like be like, yeah. oh, you're taking a risk on something. Like fuck yeah, A minus. <laughs> yeah and then i did a i did a neil young cover um and i got this uh this girl from the program to sing it and she sings it like beautifully and i got an a on that one <laughs> nice yeah yeah fuck yeah 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 mix yeah. it up the teacher pleaser yeah Shit. <laughs> hit up let's Josh get back to pb recording. guys yeah did we talk about human smasher yeah that yeah really we just sick. got done talking about human smasher uh, i was kind of um, going for that so but where are you guys at right now? What's your what's your current plans and well there's a amygdala we gotta talk about, right? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Yeah, amygdala musically was a huge turning point for us. Uh 
we went from like death grind with slams in it to like seven minute songs with really i don't know there's like black metal riffs there's technical riffs there's like kind of proggy time it was just very different for pb but uh yeah josh and dalton both contributed like they wrote tracks that i think sum up their musical influences perfectly like josh writes or wrote this huge fucking like black metal masterpiece <laughs> that went on the album it was just like death metal songs and then black metal and then death metal and then uh dalton wrote this insanely technical super fast song that just like summed up his playing style but uh yeah, that's basically it from the writing standpoint. I'll let Josh take over here from the production standpoint. Yeah, um, at that point I had gotten a, a MacBook and um, I started recording that album with uh, on on Logic Pro, and um, we were getting super into it. Like we're, we're like halfway done recording it, and then I got to like this insane accident at work where like. Um, I was I was loading a truck and I fell off because the driver took off, <laughs> and uh, I got crushed. Like I broke all these bones in my body. I was out for a while, and um, yeah, just from that I got super depressed. And, and the album took like a two year hiatus. And um, I picked up. We picked it up after that, and it was like at that point kind of Frankenstein the album together because like I didn't really know remember like what files to use and like what. I had to like piece everything together and uh, continue on from that point. But um, yeah, so that album took a while. We finished it in, in 2019, finally put it out. Um, and that was my first time actually like miking up cabs and stuff. Um, before that, we were using like a, a Line 6 um, gearbox interface. I was just like plugging the running the guitars direct through that, getting the amp sims out of that. Mm. Um, so that was a very experimental album. It I think it sounds different too. It sounds like I don't know a little bit more at, at, atmospheric. But yeah, it was like a mixture of of brutal death metal, technical, and black metal. And the black metal parts were like really epic. Um, you know, like we we're just talking about, like, why not experiment? Why does it have to be like just solid, brutal death metal or slam? Why can't you just throw in whatever you're into? Like a lot of, I like, and also like that's that's why in PB you'll hear a lot of that. So, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that whole album is just like really fucking gnarly, dude. <laughs> like, <Thank you. laughs> it's just it's like still. I mean the the there all are the styles, but there's also the vibe, and the vibe stays pretty continuous, and it just feels like really oppressive and fucking. I don't know that one. I I've shown a bunch of people that because you gave me the CD and I have it in the car, and I'll just be like, dude, check out this band from San Diego, and everyone's like, damn, this fucking gnarly, and yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of that record, definitely. I would also like to uh, shout out Josh's production on that one. Yeah, for doing that shit in your garage or whatever, like that sounds like a fucking ten out of ten produced album to me. I know I've told you that before, but anybody listening, check that shit out just for that. I don't know. I was oh yeah, 
I'm sure that shit's getting more common just because technology and people have the shit to do it, but mm-hmm. fucking hey, that's a good sounding album. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, um, I've gotten a lot better since then too. I think this next album is gonna sound like way better. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. what's going on nice. with the next one? The next one is Paroxysmal Butchering Force Feeder, and it is in the works. The drums are done, the guitars are done, the vocals are done for like two or three of the tracks. There's seven tracks. They're going to be longer tracks again. Uh, If you're looking for what it sounds like, I would say it has the aggressiveness of Human Smasher, but it has the style of Amygdala where it's like longer, more drawn out songs. The riffs really have more time to explore themselves and then and create, you know, bigger sounds. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. We we're working with, or we worked with some really, really awesome uh, vocalists. I really enjoy having guest vocalists on our albums. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's going on with that one nice yeah i've heard demos of it it sounds fucking rad the material at least that i got to hear back in the day is fucking very sick yeah hell yeah, yeah our, our um our recording process takes a while um my uh studio is at my parents house and i go there like every weekend and i'm just like hammering stuff out um but tim went even crazier this time with the writing so i had to actually get better at guitar um there was a time where like I I don't know, I fucked up something in my neck and I like I felt I felt it all the way down my fingers where I couldn't hold the guitar pick anymore like the way I used to. So I had to switch up my technique. And um I just, I honestly been building on that technique still. Um but yeah, so I recorded that entire uh, uh, album with uh, a new technique and <laughs> Man, you know what actually helped me out big time was uh, that time that uh, To Violently Vomit came to my my studio and, and we were practicing there. And oh, yeah. Joseph, I don't know if you remember this, but I asked Diego, like, how do you play so clean? Yeah, I remember. And, and, he, and he told me, like, dude, get a metronome and just set that shit slow so you don't speed up and just play it slow and perfect. So, like, I have a guitar at work and, I, like, every day i just i just set the metronome like slow practice everything and i've gotten better a lot a lot better from doing that it's fucking nice. crazy yeah yeah and dude so, that was really sick that i was able to just hit you up one day and be like diego and i need a place to practice i forget why casey's studio wasn't available because that's where we were practicing but um i was just like Josh, can you just like host a to violently vomit practice? And he's like, Yeah, my parents' house. And it was just like, Okay, sick. Are they going to be chill? And it was like, Yeah, they'll be chill with it. So we just roll into this residential fucking neighborhood, Diego and I, and just threw it on the set. And we have some pretty cool practices, uh, videos from it. And, uh, and Diego was just being Diego, Yeah, man, you know, like offering advice and wisdom and, uh, yeah, that was just a good a good day. Very fun, very fun times. And shout out to Josh. And you will have a role to play in TVV, uh, as we've already talked about. We 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 need you to help Diego with some stuff too. So it'll it'll go both ways. So 
<laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I'm down man. to help out. Yeah. And your sure. parents, that was during COVID too. So it was like, we had to like wear masks and shit and we were, yeah. you know, we were just so fucking stoked that we had a place to practice. So it was like at the start of COVID where like no one really knew what to do. Like, I don't know. Like, yep. can I go to this person's house? Like, should I wear a mask? Like, fucking yep. me and Tim were like keeping our distance. Like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and you like had gear for us. Like we used your drum set and amps and shit. So it was like, it was very fucking sick. Very cool. Yeah. That was super sick. Mm-hmm. Well, well, cool, guys. Should be. What do you think we should do? You guys have some shows coming up this weekend, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. Yes, we do. Uh, we have three shows: Friday, May twenty seventh, in Phoenix at the Blues. Oh we, fuck yeah! You play that? We just Never. played there last month. Okay, I've never played there. Oh, that's awesome. It's, Is it okay. with uh, Immortalized Productions? I do not know. I'll have to look at the flyer because, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's we were with, yeah. Um, but uh, he threw a great show for us. Um, uh, if it is him, that's rad. If not, it's still a great venue and uh, it's got a good stage. Awesome. Good to know. Yep. And there's this guy who brings fucking giant, like, like skulls, like, you know fake skulls like two feet and he just like sets up the stage with all these like skulls and shit like he's like the vibe creator stagehand guy awesome. it was fucking cool, cool. <laughs> yeah um okay so what's after the phoenix show and then the uh, following night in golden valley arizona at the compound we're gonna be playing uh that place is fucking awesome it's, it's kingman it's it's a town outside of kingman and uh yeah so we are really looking forward to uh, I'm I personally am really looking forward to that show. Uh and then the following that Sunday is in LA at the Boulevard, I believe. And yeah, we're gonna be playing with Blood Scribe. I'm really looking forward to that. Those guys are so fucking awesome. The so, homies, yeah. yep. Yeah. Isn't isn't the one of them with Atoll? They're all with them. We're we're jumping on their uh three show series that they're playing with angelic desolation from colorado and then dead spawn got on too and so it's gonna be a fun time and then uh saint breakers playing with us i believe two of the shows i'm sick yeah so you heard cancel your memorial day weekend and follow these guys on these tour dates obviously obviously hell yeah yeah man i wish i could make the la show i'm gonna be uh, doing my own. We're going up to play Spring Meltdown on Saturday, Last of Lucy, and then um, heading back. I'm going to be rehearsing with Eludium again, getting ready to do a show where I'm now. I'm now the drummer of that band. I was the bass player on the record, and I've been uh, promoted. Oh, nice! <laughs> it's about <So> time. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm now finally just the drummer in in all my active bands. I had this one. I was like, well, I play bass. And it's like, no, not anymore. I'm just drums. Yeah. So I still think no, you need to join more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck that dude i'm so i'm so busy <laughs> dude honestly if i join more i'll have to quit the pod so be careful with what you're Uh-oh. Nope, uh oh no i don't want to do lose it. the professor dude yeah. he can only have 17 like active bands in the pod that's it, that's it. <laughs> i'm going crazy i'm literally like figuring out to violently vomit flight plans to chicago and also figuring out what hotel room in, in tahoe for last of lucy i'm just managing a lot of shit right now and uh, that's why I said the 
so I got the flyer wrong today. It's supposed to start at 7.30 for California guests. And I was just like, I got to make the stupid flyer before I go out tonight. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I'm too tired for the fucking colon three zero, dude. <laughs> and, yeah. then you're, uh, and then your three flyer for that one show, All Ages is episode 47. What was it? <laughs> yeah, I put the fucking tag in the, yeah. If you if you know what he's talking about, congrats! You're a Kelly Death super fan. <laughs> it's just a giggle for us, dude. I still laugh at it every time I look at it. But it's, it's like a live bagging. That's a giggle for us too. Oh uh, yeah, dude, no buy a shirt. Someone buy a fucking shirt. I want to send another shirt out. <laughs> there you go. Or just um, do. Yeah, never mind. Is no, uh, is is Tyrell playing on some of these shows with you guys? Yes, he is. He's gonna play the King yeah. Show. Yeah, nice. Fuck yeah, dude! I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. You better fucking bring it. Dude. Like we haven't even rehearsed. Oh no, he's been practicing with Dalton. He's good. He's good to go. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You guys throw a fucking sick, sick shows, and uh, on any bill, uh, you guys just crush, dude. So yeah, I'm... thank you. I wish I wish I was playing these shows with you guys, to be honest, with bringing a band along or something. But you know, we'll we'll do that in the future, absolutely. Hell yeah, give it time. And we didn't. Yeah. We shouldn't let you guys plug anything in the beginning. Like, do you guys have merch and stuff? Yeah, we have shirts and CDs and uh, tapes left. I'm pretty sure we have like tape cassettes, and then, okay. uh, and then like our our record label, you can pre-order like flags and shirts and all kinds of crazy shit from them. What's their, what's Gore their House website? Now, right? Gore House Productions. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Killer. Dudes. Awesome guy. But yeah, dude. Thank you so yeah. much for being on the show with us, dude. No, thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to be here. This was, this was fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was no doubt, good. dude. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. sick to meet you guys. Oh, yeah. I've been listening oh, yeah. to this shit since like the early days. I couldn't. Hell I yeah. couldn't believe there was like this much death metal in California. <laughs> well, we've branched out. We've branched out, but yeah, there's tons, dude. There is, and like the sax scene, we didn't even talk about the sax scene. That's another newer scene that popped up and was yeah, it's, has been flourishing. But then uh, you hear about Nashville and all this stuff too, and it's just, it's cool to hear these pockets all over the place, dude. That's what metal needs. That's what keeps it all alive, dude pockets and seeing these like big the shows to uh, people touring and stuff and like on the flyer it's all sold out sold out sold and it's like fucking jesus for death so sick. Like, holy shit like yeah it's fucking good man right now's the time right now's the time to fucking get out and play yeah and dude i really think that like all of us being at home made everybody you know I, i've been we're all hearing about these bands even parasitic was brought up tonight <laughs> came yeah. out of a hiatus there's been totally the, just like the inspiration's bubbling in the underground right now and i love it Fuck yeah, really Fuck yeah, and man. i wanted to shout out christopher beatty for hell yeah <laughs> yeah uh, at at this exact moment he might be on stage playing with the zenith passage murdering oh, scott's <laughs> live right now so you could probably watch i should probably be watching but i saw it last night live uh, stage side, and I was as close as you can get to the the little. I was like, "That's my boy!" Like, yeah, you know? dude. I know and, Scott. Uh, Scott and Kevin were going like live and like showing the show, and I'm like, I can't watch it because I want to watch it. <laughs> it's tomorrow for me, so I want to watch it tomorrow. 
yeah. then after tomorrow, like I'll watch it. But like I want to know, be... like I want to know the st- I want to know the set and all the things. Like I want to know all the bands is like what they're what they're gonna play and stuff. But I have to just shut the fuck up and just not watch it and just go like whatever, dude. Just all your pictures out. are gonna make me super jealous, dude, because I can't make it. But I just oh, dude, I'm, now that you out. said that, I'm gonna I'm gonna get like everyone to be like, say uh, what up, Anthony. You are gonna... Oh yeah, please do. That'd be awesome. Actually, that might make me feel better. Actually, that makes you feel better. Nah, I'm not gonna do that then. <laughs> I know. Um, I want some yeah. big nits energy, dude. Big. Oh nits. no. Yeah. I got to smoke fucking bowls with Jason. That was fun as fuck. He's so rad. And shout uh, out Jason Nits. I do have to say, I've seen, yep. I've seen Warforged before. I've seen Fallujah a million times. I've seen River, uh, Rivers a few times. So. That could possibly explain this, but I have to say, uh, Zenith Passage and Alluvial stole the show for me. Alluvial, yeah. that was my first time seeing Alluvial. I, I have to say, I think they were That's the... My favorite band of last year. I mean, favorite I, album last year. I told Kevin today, I was like, you guys are going to be headlining the next iteration yeah, of yeah. this tour. Absolutely. So Totally. They're so good, good them, dude. They're so fucking sick live. Yeah, it's Brody. like you got Kevin. Kevin's such a... Yeah, Brody and like you got like everyone they're just they're all locked in like professionals just got together and they're yeah. just like probably going to be like a killing and they have I mean, a sick album they have a yeah. sick, they have a sick two albums but i'm saying this yeah. this second one is like if they execute that perfectly on stage dude that's what's going to make them stars dude absolutely it they they're going to be huge i swear to god they're the biggest yeah, yeah. no no be the biggest band yep oh, whatever yeah. i said it first fuck you <laughs> you're we're a team you asshole no, 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 there's no I and Joel, okay? Whatever, dude. Uh, you, ever, <laughs> you're, you ever watch sports? You don't. That's what I thought. I fucking, I'll fucking murder your ass in football. I don't know yeah, how that I works. Def- one-on-one on one football. All right, dude. Let's do a, a fucking 100-yard dash, dude. <laughs> All right, you win. <laughs> All right. All right. Fuck it, Good guys. times, everybody. Fuck yeah, yeah. dudes. Um, hit right. up that Cali Death Podcast. Yeah, bigcartel.com for that swag. Uh love your people we love you we'll see you next week thank you to everybody rock on anthony drink beer